And I would like us just briefly to look at it. It is sort of, I don't know whether to call it a prophetic word or whatever it, is, it may be, but it's something that has been upon my heart. This word has been coming in my spirit over and over the whole week. It is the season of the latter rain. It is the season of the latter rain. And I've been wondering, Father, what is the essence of the season of the latter rain? Why now? We know, yes, the whole Pentecost, from Pentecost right all through, we call it, we can take it to be the season of the latter rain, from the time when the Holy Spirit was sent over in the early church, and we've been moving in that particular season right all through. But the words kept on pounding into my spirit. It is the season of the latter rain. And then these words, I was led to this one, and this is the word that I give unto you, just to confirm it by scripture. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Maybe when you have your time, you can read it yourself at home. But it is a command that the Lord is giving unto us. And I realize the reason why those words have been coming unto me over and over again, that it is the season of the latter rain. Hear what the word of God says by the prophet Zechariah, just chapter 10 and verse 1. He says the following, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. I repeat again. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain. Grass in the field for everyone. And I believe the Lord is speaking those words unto us as a body, as well unto the whole body of the Lord Jesus Christ worldwide. With all that the enemy has tried to do, the fears that he has tried to send across the land. But this one word that keeps coming upon my spirit, ask the Lord for rain. Ask the Lord for rain. And that's what I want each one of you to do. Just before we share briefly what I've got on my heart to share about the, the, the series that we have been studying, I want you to take a moment and just ask, just obey. Ask the Lord for rain. It's our source, our source blessed. I didn't talk to my brother Dwayne and the worship team about the, the songs they came to sing. And the last song I heard when they started singing, Let it rain, let it rain, I told the Lord, thank you. You've just confirmed it for me, what it is that you've been laying upon my heart. Because I was struggling, do I, do I tell them? Do I not tell them? And then it came that, you know, let it rain, let it rain. And so for a moment, just for maybe two minutes or three minutes, I want you to speak to God yourself where you are. And just tell him, Father, send us rain. Send me rain in my family. Send me rain in my house. You've got your sons, you've got your daughters, you've got your brothers, you've got your sisters, you've got your neighbors, you've got your cousins, you've got your nation, the whole nation. And as we've been studying about the ground, this rain, as the Lord was saying to my heart, was saying that this rain is going to change the grounds or the soils of so many hearts across the land for the glory of his name. Now, I don't know what state it is that your house is or my house. I know how my house is. But I want you to look in your house and look at the land all round about us. And I want you to just cry to the Lord, Lord, send us rain. Look at my husband. Look at my wife, O God. Send us rain. The rain will work on him or on her. Look at our sons and our daughters. Look at our children, our youngsters, and our, you know, our elderly and the young alike. Send us rain. And then, I want you to ask also, send us rain. COVID has caused a lot of havoc across the land. 
But that train will sweep COVID away in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. All the things that the scientists might try to do, there is one who is mightier than all. His name is Jesus. And when he sends his rain, his rain is unique. It will wash and cleanse our atmospheres and it will bring healing in the land. Not only here in the United Kingdom but across other nations. But because you are in the United Kingdom, can you ask him, Father, send us rain. We are here in the United Kingdom. You have given us this particular kingdom. Send us rain in England. Send us rain in Wales. Send us rain in Scotland. Send us rain in Northern Ireland. And send us rain in the isles, the other islands that surround us, Jersey, Gansey, Isle of Man, and all the others. Let us pray that the Lord will send rain. It is upon you. Can you open your mouth and just speak quietly unto the Lord for a moment in Jesus' name? Ask him to send rain. Thank you, Father. We bless you because you are faithful. And Father, dear Lord, as each one of us call upon your name, we are your children. We are the sheep of your pasture, the flock under your care. And Father, King of glory, the pastures have been corrupted in so many ways, O God. But this morning we ask in the name of Jesus, send us rain in this season of the latter rain. Let our pastures be healed, O oh dear God. Let thy flock, each one of us, because we are the sheep of your pasture and the flock of your care, under your care. Mighty King of glory, that each one of us will be nourished and healed, O oh dear God, because the latter rain has come. It will let it nourish our lives, O oh dear God. Let it nourish our families. You know the state of affairs in the houses of your people, the relationships, oh God. Relationships between brothers and sisters, between sons and daughters, between sons and, 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 and fathers, daughters and fathers, mothers and their sons and mothers and their daughters, between in-laws, oh King of glory, relationships within the house of God itself, oh dear Father, right across the land I'm praying, send us rain. Let there be a healing in the families of your people. Because as your families are healed, O oh dear King of glory, so your church, your church will blossom, O oh dear God, because of the unity and the grace that is released upon the lives of your children because your good and your love will endure forever. Send us rain, O oh God, I ask. Send us rain, almighty King of glory, in the works of your people. My Lord, even in this time when the economy has been shaken because of COVID-19, and Lord God, many have lost their jobs, O dear King of glory. I ask that send us rain, almighty King of glory. Yet the lives of your people, their businesses, their work, O dear God, shall blossom because you send us rain. There will be a healing across the whole of this United Kingdom because you send us rain. We ask it as your church, everlasting Redeemer, as part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Send us rain in the land and heal, O King of glory, our nation. Father, send us rain, O mighty Redeemer, the rain that will break the yoke of sin and the yoke of, of immoral living in the whole land, the yoke of iniquity, O dear King of glory. Send us rain. That, Lord, the yoke of wickedness in the land be broken in the name of Jesus Christ and your name be glorified. 
You have said you will send, you will cause flashing clouds, oh dear Lord of God, and you will give us showers of rain. There will be grass for everyone. There will be pasture for everyone. And that's what I ask for, almighty King of glory. And now for everyone that is here and everyone that is within the sound of my hearing, I speak, oh Father, send rain upon each one. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak the reign of healing, Almighty God, in the lives of your people physically, mentally, materially, financially, psychologically. I speak healing, Almighty King of glory, in whatsoever area. Your children have been crying for divine intervention. Send us rain, oh my God. Father, it is you who spoke it, and I speak it back to you. Send us rain, oh God. Let the angels of the Most High God who heed your word, who do your command, oh my God, move across every one of the families that are here and that are listening on YouTube, that are listening on Zoom. Let each one experience a visitation of the angels of God as they carry out the word of God, pouring out the rain into their families, into their lives. And I thank you that I am beholding already each one of them blossoming in the name of Jesus. I am beholding the health of your people blossoming in the name of Jesus. I'm beholding the work of their hands, oh God, their families and their lives blossoming in the name of Jesus because you're good and your love endures forever in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Quickly, let us turn to the word of God, what it is that we're going to share today. And please hold that scripture. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Pray honestly as you go to your home. Whatever it is that you're going to be doing, let that be a prayer on your lips the whole of this week. If you can continue on and on, continue just asking, Father, send us rain. If you don't know what the rain is all about, don't mind. Just tell him, Father, send us rain. Just ask rain. He knows what you need. He knows what I need. Sometimes we go asking for stuff that we don't know we actually need. Or some stuff that will end up harming us. But he has your best interest at heart. Praise God. And because he has your best interest at heart, he will send you the right rain. Hallelujah. All for the glory of God in Jesus' name. We are looking at Luke chapter 8 and verse we are continuing with, with what we've been studying. It is uh, that same, same scripture from verse 4. And uh, today, we are going to, I want us to finish. The, the, we have studied the aspect of standing by the wayside. What it is to stand by the wayside. We have looked at the rocky heart or the rocky ground. What it is to have a rocky ground or a rocky heart. And uh, if you have not heard it, you can go to the newsletter, you go to the portal. You can pick up those particular messages, uh, and I, I believe there will be a blessing unto you, as they are blessing unto me. I listen to them all over again myself, and I, I, I get so much blessed. I've read them over and over, the word has been revealed unto me, but the more I sit down and listen again to what the Lord is speaking, it blesses my own heart, and it gives me instruction, because it is the Spirit of the Lord that is giving these unto us. And we continue now with the thorny ground, or the thorny heart. And we touched it last week. And just quickly, once again, I love the word of God. And you heard that we have now gone through John. We have reached chapter 20. You can now tell yourself, congratulations. You have money. Some people never read the word of God. But the Lord has enabled us. At least we have covered the whole book of John. Next week we shall be finishing John. Then we shall move to another, 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 another verse or another 
another book depending on how the Lord shall the Lord the Lord shall grant. So quickly, Luke chapter eight and verse four. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He or she who has ears, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And if you go to verse 11, Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who... When they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. And today we are on verse 14. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they hear they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, they keep and bear fruit with patience. Now remember, as we look at this, we touched just this briefly last week. Every farmer is attracted to a land that, is, that has good soil. And when you and I discover, implement and practice the word of God, in our lives, we become attractive to heaven. Heaven gets attracted to you. Now listen to the word that comes to you with an open and a teachable heart. Because failure to understand the word that comes to you is a sure indicator that that word will be snatched away. Remember, it does not matter how many years you have been in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got a cunning enemy. And anytime you fail to grasp the word that comes to you. It doesn't matter you've been saved for a hundred years. If you fail to grasp that particular word and hold on to it. You've got a cunning enemy. He has the ability to come and snatch and run away with it. So that you don't bear fruit. So let us never be complacent. To start imagining I've been in the Lord for so long. Nothing can happen to me. No. The evil one has been there from the Garden of Eden. Even before. And he knows our nature too well. He knows how our, we go out. How we come in. He has been studying us every other day. As you go out. You know, Oh yeah. Oh, that's how she works. Oh, I'll know what I will do. He tries that. He fails. He tries the other. He, one thing about him, he never gives up. He keeps on trying over, 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 over again. That's why he, the Lord calls us uh, to study and to know the issue of the thorny heart and the, ground, the grounds that we have. So today, quickly, just for the next few minutes, I want us to we, we look at this thorny heart. Last week, we touched on this particular aspect. 
We, as we say, that worries of this life and the attractions of wealth, they have a way of suffocating the word of God. As we say, thorns, thorns generally, they have an uncanny way of crowding out the good plant or the good seed. And that's what happens with each one of us in our walk with the Lord. Last week we asked, what is then the thorny heart or the ground that is of thorns? That we said one thing was, it is a heart that is in slumber mood, mode. A heart that is in slumber mode is a heart that is among stones. That is, it is a heart that is sleeping. We studied on that, we shared with that a lot. A heart that is sleeping. When you are asleep briefly, you are basically not awake. You are not alert. You are not on watch. You don't know what is happening around you. And that happens to many times with almost every one of us. We believe the word. We know the word is true. We are not stony. So we are not crowding the word at all. But we are asleep. Although we have believed that the word is resting there, other things start growing around and we don't take note of the word that is there. Finally, the word is choked by other things that come into our minds. The sleepy, the sleeping heart. There are the scriptures we share. Secondly, we say it is an individual who does not know how to redeem time. That is the soil that is a thorny ground. You don't know how to redeem time. You believe the word. You know it is true. But you don't know how to redeem the time to make use of that word in its season. Like now when he has told us, ask for rain in the, latter rain, in the season of the latter rain. And we say, oh, he said we ask for rain. Then we don't bother asking for that particular rain. And it starts becoming dry. And then later on we start asking, but he said, he said, ask for rain in the latter rain and you cause flashing clouds. Then we forget we have not asked for the rain. But we are all going up and down saying, he said he will send the rain. Not, no rain has come. But you and I have not taken it to heart to go before him and cry out to him, you promised. Release the rain. Rent the heavens and let the rain come down. And as you do that, the rain will come. But when we fail to do that, we have failed to redeem the time because there is a season. He says, during the time of the latter rain, it does not continue on forever. There is a season for every particular provision and every word that God sends unto us. The thorny heart does not redeem its time. It goes to sleep and as a result, the enemy takes advantage of it. Remember the last scripture we shared in that one. We say Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I remember that scripture. And if you, if you remember what it is that he said in Habakkuk. Let me, let me see if I have that particular scripture. That scripture by. In Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 1. It appears I don't, I, don't, I don't have that scripture here with me at the moment. But it is the scripture that says I will stand. I will keep my watch. Maybe let me let me let me let me let me get it in. let me get it from the word of God and read it straight away because it is it's very very significant. Chapter two verse one, the prophet says, "I will stand my watch. I will stand my watch, and set myself on the rampart, and watch to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer when I am corrected." And we say that one of the things to redeem time is to remain alert. You stand your watch. You don't sleep on your watch. Otherwise, the enemy will take advantage of you. And today, 
quickly. Let us look at the third aspect. I will go through them quickly. The third aspect of the stony heart. I'm weighing myself and I want you to weigh yourself. Because God is preparing us for the kingdom. And the kingdom wants to manifest itself fully and powerfully in you and in me. But if we are not prepared, the kingdom will not manifest itself. The Bible says the kingdom of God comes without observation. It is a tricky kingdom. It's like it sneaks in quietly without your noticing. And if you have been already prepared, it takes ground. It takes ground. It takes its root and it becomes established. And within no time, people will start seeing the manifestation of the glory and of the power of the kingdom. Why? Not with observation. They just realize, wow, what is happening in Nina's life? What is happening in Jimmy's life? What is happening in Louis's life? What is happening in Gwen's life? But you say, I'm simply waiting on the Lord. But the thing is, you have been quietly crying to him, send us the latter rain, oh God. And he has been nourishing, and as the rain sits in, all the seeds that have been planted in your spirit, they have been lying there waste. They have not been used for a long time. They start getting the moisture, and they start popping up. They start popping up everywhere. And suddenly people start saying, wow, that man is blessed. That woman is anointed. That woman, everything is happening good in their life. They don't know where you have been and what you have been doing all along. I will stand on my watch so that I may know how I will answer when I am corrected. Praise the Lord. May the Lord have mercy on us that we may be able to stand our watch. So the third thing about the thorny heart is, it is, for the thorny heart is, the word of God does not take first place in that particular life. That is the third aspect of the thorny heart. He believes the word. He knows it, it is true. He holds on to it. Yes, this word is true. But he puts it there. He, he knows he can always look, but it takes the second place. It does not take the first place. If you go to Luke chapter 9 and verse 59 and 60, the word of God is very interesting. He says, then he said to another, that is Jesus, he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me fast. Go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Aspect number one, look in your life and look at you as I look in my life. Let me fast go. The word of God comes to you. The word of God comes to me. Just like it has come today, ask for the other rain. Say, I will ask tomorrow, not today. Today, I've, uh, my sleep is so good. Today, I've got something I want to go to do with my friends. I will not ask that today. And the time passes. We miss the opportunity. May God have mercy on us. In Jesus' name. There is peer pressure that comes unto us. And we want to be like our crowd. We want to be like our friends. What they do, we desire to do, and so as not to look old. The word of God, we believe it. But uh, no, the crowd I'm in doesn't act that way. So I will just get mom. The, I will not say anything. There is power in your words. Sometimes keeping silent can cause you to be crowded by the evil one. They will shout over you completely. You will forget the promise that had been sowed to you. 
unless you speak out and say, this is my stand. I believe in Jesus. And I don't do that. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. For the glory of God. That is your ego or my ego. That you are pride of life. I must prove that I am also capable. Just like the others. Or just like him or just like her. And as a result. We end up making shipwreck. Realize something. If you have seen any cops. Some people are afraid of corpses. But if you have seen any cops, that guy, those guys, even if you pinch it, it can't hear you. It just lies there. Hit it, it won't hear you. It just lies there. But and you and I, we are supposed to be dead. And Christ is alive on the inside of us. But many times we are kicking. We are kicking. We are kicking. We want, we want to be like every, like our society around about us. May the Lord have mercy on us and help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Then, have you ever seen, like in real life, a girl who reaches out to have a boyfriend because all the other girls have boyfriends? She knows it is wrong at that particular juncture. She needs maybe to do her studies, but she insists, no, 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 no. Oh, my, my, my girl, her other girls are boasting about their boyfriends. So she rushes in to go to get a boyfriend. And she, within no time, she makes a shipwreck. Or a young boy somewhere, I used to see it in school. Because every other boy is smoking and feeling very good, they poor in the air, they feel so big, you know. Sometimes they used to walk in school at a, with a kind of, a, we used to call it, call it an academic angle. You know, he holds his books. So to show that he's reading very hard and, you know, he's putting his cigarette on the mouth. So all the boys are looking, he looks cool, man. He looks cool. And so you are, the other child of God, oh yeah, they are looking cool. And he decides, let me also try it so that also I look cool. And within no time, the lungs are ruined. His life is ruined. He doesn't realize what it is. That is, let me go first. Briefly, remember... This particular, I read a story somewhere, a man of God who said that there are many ships or many ships are wrecked near the harbor. When they are just about to reach into the harbor, they have traveled a long distance. And when they are just about to enter into harbor, they hit the rocks and they sink. In fact, all over the world, if you go and check where most of the wrecks have been found, they are near the harbors. They are near the harbors. You find so many wrecks of so many ships. Ships in the, in the ocean. Why? So many ships are wrecked when they are near the harbors. Let me fast. Me, me fast. Me fast. When the word of God has warned us, oh, keep on that particular narrow path. Don't go this way. We say, no, our home is now just there. All is well. Everything is going to be fine. And suddenly, we hit the rock and we sink, we don't make it to that destination. Mm. May the Lord help us and keep us alert in Jesus' name. Mm. That is the word of God does not take the first place. That is a thorny heart. So remember, one, the first one we say, the heart that is in slumber mood. It is a sleeping heart. Second, we have said, it's a heart that does not know how to redeem the time. <clears throat> you do not know how to redeem the time. 
And thirdly, we have said it is where the heart in which the word of God does not take the first place. And the fourth thing about this particular thorny heart is, is that you do not want to rock the boat. You do not want to rock the boat. Now, when it comes to the issue of rocking the boat, I want you to look at the, 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 the book of uh, First Peter. That is First Peter. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 to 9. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 to 9. The word of God says the following. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness, for judgment and did not spare the ancient world but saved Noah one of eight people a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them to destruction making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly and delivered righteous Lord, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man, dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. You do not want to rock the boat. That is the fourth aspect of the thorny heart. You condone or I condone the works of darkness. You always want to identify with a gang. Oh, I always want to identify with a gang. It is something that the Lord is speaking to each one of us in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here the message he speaks of Lot. Lot was a righteous man. A very good example of the thorny ground. A righteous man, but living in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah. The word of God, as we have read, says that man, he tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. And you know what happened later? The unthinkable happened for Lot. A righteous man, he ended up having children with his own daughters. Not with one daughter, with both of his daughters. You can imagine the shame that he could have had in that particular time. It was difficult for him to show his face, to imagine that I am the grandfather of my son. Think about it. And for that reason, he could have lived in the caves. I believe he never came out to show his face again. Why? The thorny ground, it, it, it does not want to rock the boat. He chose Sodom and Gomorrah. My brother and my sister, let us be alert in everything that we do in the name of Jesus Christ. Our time is up. I will finish this. Maybe let me, let me finish with this scripture on this one. Maybe next time we shall finish item number five and item number six of this particular 
thorny ground. The scripture I wanted to read is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. The word of God says, By faith, Noah delivered or divinely warned of things not yet seen. He moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to the faith. Now the question you'll find is, the thorny heart, consider these, does your presence or does your lifestyle make the unbeliever uncomfortable? Does your presence or your lifestyle make the unbeliever uncomfortable? Or is the unbeliever so comfortable by your side. He knows he will do whatever he wants to do. She will do whatever she wants to do. Because Paul will not mind. Everything is fine. In fact he will even join me. So we can do it together. Although he is a Christian. Although he is a child of God. Praise the Lord. I know what the message that I'm sharing. It is hard. There are hard messages. But it's what the Lord laid upon my heart to share with us. Because he wants to prepare you and to prepare me. For the kingdom to come forth, to mushroom forth in such power and in such grace. And it's going to be made manifest. And that's why he's saying, ask for the rain, ask for the rain. Why? Because we are almost there. We are on the brink of a great release of his grace upon your life and upon my life. Upon the land in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you for the rain that you are sending unto us. And thank you for the warnings that you are giving unto us. You have spoken to us in depth, O oh dear Lord, concerning the type of soil that we have. Your word has never changed. It is forever settled in heaven. But our hearts are the ones that are different. Each heart is different from the other. Help us that we may deal with our hearts. Help us that the soil of our own hearts will be transformed by your latter rain as it rains upon each one of us for the glory of your wonderful name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.